Yo, 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 welcome back to another edition of the Curate Nostalgia Podcast. You already know who it is. It's your host, Big Will and Chill. And you can follow me on Twitter at Big Will and Chill. And you can follow this podcast at Curate Nostalgia on Twitter, man. And look, man, I'm excited this week, man. I got a special episode for y'all because I'm going to review and I'm going to curate some nostalgia up on one of my favorite albums of all time. It's The Chronic by Dr. Dre. So, of course, this is, I think, Dr. Dre's first solo studio album. And I don't think I know. It's for sure his first solo studio. And it was his first uh, album off the Death Row imprint. So it's like the genesis of Death Row. Dr. Dre's first solo album, of course. The album was produced by Dr. Dre. And it features heavily Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. You feel me? So the album came out in 1992. I was born in the year 1992, but like this music, like it just persisted for the like the whole length of my childhood until adulthood. Like Dre made a classic ass album, and even like when I was like five or whatever, five, six, seven, ten, however, whatever age you can name, like people were still playing this shit. Like anytime you had a family gathering, people play some tracks off the Chronic, man. So it's a classic, you feel me? And that's how I feel about it. I usually talk about how I feel about the media before we go back and review it anyway. So before we even go back and listen to the album, I haven't even checked it out in a few years. I say the whole album, but of course the singles like Dre Day, Nothing But A G Thing, Bitches Ain't Shit, you know. Like the real singles, you still listen to every once in a while, but I haven't heard the full album as a whole project in a cool minute, man. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it sounds. You feel me? Does it sound like mixed mastered in the 2020 sense? I really don't even know how that sound, but I, I can tell what some shit sound like it was like some old shit versus some new sounding shit. But also, I'm trying to see like are the lyrics, the lyrics stack up because album still come out, but it still hit as hard. You feel me? Does it just, you feel me, or is it just a nostalgia piece where you can't really go back and listen to the full thing like you would have been able to when the shit first dropped? So that's what I'm really looking forward to seeing. I already know the hits, it still hits, man, but I just want to know about some of the album cuts, how is the album cup stacking up? I know um, a lot of people like the DLC and Snoop and a whole lot of people took part in writing the album, and it was like a whole collaborative project. And I just want to see, you feel me, what they came out with and what was the West Coast sound in the year of 1992. You feel me? Let's go, man. Let's go. Let's just let's get right to it and let's go check this shit out, man. And look, man, right off the bat, I got to talk about the intro. So I was, I got to say that I wasn't really looking like, I wasn't really expecting for it to have so much like suck my dick type talk you feel me there was a lot of inviting people to their genitals it was a lot of that shit but when snoop dog called um jerry easy mr working tattoo bro almost almost died right then and there that was hilarious man like some of the old school jokes they had in that little intro just by itself was already hilarious it was funny of course some shit sounded a little different you feel me i don't think a lot of like in 2020 i don't think a lot of that uh inviting other men to your genital play would be like as prevalent as as it was then because you know i guess they was just trying to you know be the epitome of disrespect and you feel me hey they had a lot of people they wanted to diss on the album i remember they were dissing um tim dog uncle luke 
Um, all the NWA, you feel me? So they had a whole lot of people they wanted to disrespect. So they they just went for the full length disrespect. And you feel me? It seemed like there was a lot of um, lynch mob shade. You feel me? A lot of lynch mob shade was thrown in through the album. I heard I heard a lot of that shit. And I felt like it wasn't like a full on diss though. Like he wasn't like had the full diss energy for Ice Cube, but he had the little um, little side diss like yo. Just in case we ain't cool, I'ma diss you a little bit. You feel me? <laughs> I really don't know if they was like at odds in '92 or not, so I really don't even know. But I just heard a lot of uh, Lynch Mob shade, and I just thought I'd mention that too. But getting into the first half of the album, man. The first half of the album was already great, you feel me? You could just, like, even half this shit would have been a classic album on its own, you feel me? I like how, you feel me, I like how the music sounds. The music was wonderful, like, the actual beats, the production value, how he was making, like, the tracks flow into one another, the intros flip into the track, you feel me? He was making shit happen, he was making shit work. Let Me Ride... Hey, Let Me Ride can damn near be a hit in 2020 right now. Like, if that song was just dropped out of nowhere, it just, that shit could, right there could be hit by his motherfucking self. I like that shit. I almost had to add that to my playlist right now. Of course, Dre Day, nothing but, nothing but a G thing. But one of, like, those are classic songs, you feel me? And I got to mention on Dre Day, it was a lot more um, inviting men to the genitals, you feel me? They was just, hey, they were just deep in a disrespect bag. They was like, fuck it, man. Let's go. Let's go full court. But hell yeah, that shit was hilarious. Nothing but a G thing, of course. That's a, like the ultimate West Coast song. Anytime you think about being in L.A., riding, you feel me, palm trees and shit. Like, you could just put just put that song in the background and it just feels right. You feel me? And a lot of this album just like, it felt like the time, like, that's how you imagine 1992 felt like that album was playing in the back background and you were just like living life you feel me so the music sounded beautiful to me personally i appreciated that shit but something that surprised me like of course i heard the album many of times but i had just you know this is like one of them things you forget was on the album until you like hear it again you feel me to the refreshes repops that nostalgia hits you feel me but the song was called these nuts First and foremost, the skits before the song, like both of them, was fucking hilarious. Like he said, if you got some nuts on your chin, are they chin nuts? No bitch, you got a dick in your mouth. <laughs> this shit was hysterical, bro. Look, I want to ask you one question. If I had some nuts hanging on the wall, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to And the song, the song was, the song was a classic, man. I was just pure nostalgia, especially when um, Nate Dogg comes on. They're like, I can't be faded. I'm a nigga from the motherfucking streets. Hey, Nate Dogg, hey, that shit was classic, bro. I enjoyed the hell out of that part of the song and that part of the album, man. The first half of the album was great, bro. But then, like I said, the first four best songs from the first half of the album was Let Me Ride, Dre Day, Nothing But A G Thing, and These Nuts. You feel me? The rest of them, you know, it is what it is. It was all right. 
but it wasn't like hits or anything. You feel me? It was just album cuts. But you know, now I'm gonna go ahead and check into the second half of the album. First and foremost, I have to talk about bitches ain't shit. So with this track, like of course, of course I heard it a whole lot of times. But when I was a kid, I really didn't know what Dre verse was about. You feel me? I had no idea he was talking about his like his current situation with Easy and shit. I didn't really peep that till later on in life. You feel me? And I felt like that, you know, that was pretty clever on his part. You feel me? Creative. But Stu versus what I want to talk about, man. So he's talking about how he got out of jail. He was going to catch his girl, you know, whatever she was doing. He had to go go check his girl, pretty much what he was saying. Then he um, he said he busted into the room. And then he saw his cousin piping his girl down. situation man how would you feel you just got out you heard your girl moving a little foul you gonna go pop up on her surprise her then you see your cousin up in there man that was scandalous right there you feel me (laughs) and this is one of those questions that i really want to know y'all reaction to man so y'all gotta really lock in on twitter at curate nostalgia and tell me what would you do in this situation you fresh out you hear your girl or your guy, you know, your significant other. You hear that your significant other is messing around. So you pop up with the surprise, you feel me? Then you see your cousin in there. You feel me? That's a tough situation. You got to let me know what would you do. See, me personally, man, like Snoop said, man, I might have to just let her go. You feel me? Because you got to really think about this. If she willing to... If she willing to cheat on a family member, you feel me? She willing to cheat on you with one of your family members... She willing to do anything, man. You feel me? That's one of those you just can't trust. That's like, as mad as you will, uh, like, you gonna be mad at your cousin, of course. But as mad as you are at your cousin, you realize, like, if she willing to go that low, she willing to do anything. Or he, you know, like, if they willing to do that, you can't trust them, man. You can't let these hoes, man. Bitches ain't shit. <laughs> you feel me? I see the vibes that he was going with that shit. But hell yeah, man, that's a tough situation right there. But also, like, you go, you ain't never gonna look at your cousin the same either, too. When you, when you really think about it, like, like nah, man. So you thought I was in jail, so you just thought my girl was open season now. <laughs> you ain't think I would go get out? Okay, you feel me? You just see, you could just like, you know, you, like you just see where you could put people, where you could trust people. That's a tough ass situation. But let me know how you would handle it, man. I need to, I need responses on this one, man. That shit was hilarious. So let me know what y'all think, man. 
next, man. The second half of the album was like mostly skits and shit going on. But the $20 uh, pyramid sack skin, that shit was hilarious, bro. The $20 pyramid sack. They had me dead. Also, I like the um the roach. The roach, the whole song. I don't even know if Dre even had a part in that song. Maybe he just produced it, but it didn't even sound like Dre even said a single word in that one. But I like that. You feel me? That shit was clever. It was a nice little way to, you know, in the album and shit. I enjoyed the hell out of that. And what else in the second half? Um, oh, Stranded on Death Row. You feel me? That's another one of those songs I really forgot about. But then when I listened to it, it was it was super hard. You feel me? It was a super hard record. And I'm not even sure if Dre had a record, had a verse on that one either. Like the second half of the album, Dre just took off. He was like, I'm going to let everybody else handle the second half. <laughs> you feel me? I did enough rapping in the first half of this shit. So I'm going to let everybody else get a turn. But I did enjoy the um, Strider Don't Death Row. I want to give a shout out to Lady of Rage, man. She was spitting on the like two or three to, um, tracks in the second half. And she was doing her fucking thing. I really don't know how her career went, you feel me? Because I, you know, I, I just, at that point in my life, I wasn't listening to Lady of Rage, so I really don't know what happened with her career, but you feel me? Because you never hear nobody ever mention her, so, but shout out to her, man. She was had some bars, man. She had some bars. Thinking of other things, man. Let's talk about the best feature on the album can Snoop Dogg be considered a feature or is it or is this considered like a joint album you feel me <laughs> when you featured on over half of the album this is a joint album man so I can't even consider it Snoop Dogg I gotta say like the surprise little Nate Dogg when he just jumped in on these nuts I felt like that was the best moment in the album. It was just like, oh, this shit was, it was extra lit. It was extra popping. I feel like if we talk about the best feature, this side of Snoop Dogg, because if you say Snoop Dogg is a feature, then of course Snoop for just ain't nothing but a G thing by itself. And um, Dre Day by itself. Snoop Dogg is just like, he carried the hit portion of the album, like the classic portion, the portion that actually gets played by everybody that's not really checking into the whole thing like you feel me those are songs that's gonna get played forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and that's how he became iconic it's because of this album you feel me so of course if you consider him a feature then it's snoop but if we just going off the fact that it's damn near considered a joint album and i gotta say nate dog or me maybe lady of rage you never know but it was a whole lot of people doing their thing that's why a whole lot of people were snapping and I, you know it was just a fire album i gotta give it to them like front to back back to front you can listen to this shit all day man you could just play it in different scenarios with different homies you could play smoking something and look if you are actually participating in the chronic smoke while you're listening to this album then them skits are hilarious, man. If you just sober listen to it, the skits might be not be funny. But if you was if you was smoking doing the whole album like I was, bro, them skits are hilarious, man. You feel me? And I feel like overall the album was a pretty, pretty, 
pretty great album, man. 10 out of 10. I really don't even remember what my ranking system was, but it is what it is, man. The album was fire, bro. It is what it is. Classic West Coast. Anytime you think about the West Coast sound, this is what you're thinking about. This album, this sound, like, and it still persists to this day. Like, they created a genre, bro. It was a few, like, you feel me? I ain't gonna hold you. It was a few skippables in there. There's some records you can skip. But the ones that you hear me talking about the most, like, you feel me? These are the ones that, you feel me? These are the ones that make the album what it is. A classic. So play those. If I didn't mention it, then, hey, it might have been skippable. You feel me? <laughs> so boy, is that? <laughs> And one of the main skippables was the doctor's office kit. Like, that was totally, you feel me? That one was, like, left field, like, pointless, like, trying to be braggadocious. Like, ooh, you know I'm laying it down. <laughs> and that's the only thing I feel like could be, like, super cut from the album. You feel me? Other shit, like, rat tat 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 could be low-key cut from the album. But, um, and some people might be like, What? Like, some people that really might have listened to it, like, in 92, 92, they was, like, like 14 in 1992, they'd be like, what? That's one of the hardest. Hey, I'm sorry. You feel me? Not for me personally. But the doctor's office, I think we all can agree that in that one, we can do it out. Like, you never need to listen to that one ever again. If you heard it once, skip it every time. You feel me? <laughs> Save yourself the cool minute and a half or whatever it is. Don't even hold yourself with that. But as far as the rest of the album goes, man, it's an hour of good listening, man. Hour and three minutes, I think it officially clocked in that. You feel me? And when you really think about it, man, albums these days, they really don't have that skit game. And that, that's the real takeaway I got from this is, like, the skit game was... The skit game here that they're showing is on a whole nother level, man. You <laughs> feel me? I don't know if they was writing them or if they were just like freestyling them as they went along, but this shit was hilarious, man. Another um, lasting legacy of this album is anybody that played Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas as a kid growing up, then a lot of these songs have a major nostalgia factor for you because these are the songs that were on the radio, you feel me? It's like a lot of the songs, or at least two of them are on there. So, you feel me? It's just classic, nostalgic shit, man, and just something you can really appreciate. And this is just feel good music, man. Simple as that. I think the album's like, well, it was certified triple platinum. You feel me? And like I said, man, it's just a classic ass album. If you never heard it before, go ahead and check it out, man. You might enjoy it. Might find out some shit that you didn't even know about that you like, man. And I feel like we pretty much did it on this one, fellas. You feel me? <laughs> Thank you for everybody that listened this far, this deep into the pod, man. You feel me? Right now, I've just been breaking you off like quick little 20-minute episodes, but you feel me? As I get better at this, as we move along, you know, we're going to we're gonna stretch them out a little bit more, you feel me? But right now, we're going to do the quick 20-minute hitters. We, we're just breaking it down, breaking down the albums, breaking down the movies, breaking down the TV shows. Let me know whatever y'all want to watch, man, whatever y'all want to listen to at curate nostalgia on twitter man check in let's have a conversation about it anything else you want to know man just ask on twitter
Peace.